Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Tribal Hub Podcast. I'm Michelle Bouchard, your host today. I'm here at TribalNet 2023 with Michael Chong. Michael, ah, welcome. Nice to meet you. Welcome. I'm, yes, I'm very excited. I don't think you. we have met before. I don't we? think we have. Okay. <laughs> just, just checking. You never know. Yeah. I tell you, after coming here and being here for so many times, sometimes I forget. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, that's oh, right. Gosh, so yeah. This year is our record number, like 600 people. Wow. So it's a lot of people that's to remember. A lot of people. Yeah. It is. Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I met you once before, 2016. No, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so, Michael, let me read your bio here. You've done a lot of things, and I am super excited to hear you speak Speak in your session, which is going to be tomorrow morning, 8.15 to 9.30, um, gazing into a crystal ball. So I'm really excited for that session. But anyways, for the anybody attending or listening here um, who might not know who Michael is, he's the top-rated innovative speaker, an adjunct professor at the University of San Francisco, a trend forecaster, and the author of Brick Trends, How Trends and Innovation Are Transforming Our Future. Also the founder of four disruptive startups, all riding early market waves. Welcome again to the Travel Hub Podcast. Uh, thank you. Okay. Glad, glad to be here. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about your session and what attendees are going to be hearing when they come in and listen to you. You know, you're talking to the audience about how to seize opportunities that lie around every corner, but at the same time addressing disruptions. And like we were talking before we started to record, you know, it doesn't matter if you work in a tribal organization or in the, you know, consumer market or private sector, disruptions happen all the time across the board, you know? Yes. So how are people going to seize these opportunities when there's always this constant disruption like how do they how do they find the time to do that when they're constantly trying to battle disruptions yeah well disruption is of course the talk du jour because everyone is seeing what generative ai is doing to the market oh gosh yeah and it is a bigger disruption in my view than even the internet Mm -hmm. to give you an inkling Mm -hmm. what we're headed into okay so when you're in the midst of it most people tend to, okay, wait a minute, I don't like change. I would like to take this one day at a time, I, you know, that kind of thing. But what I encourage everyone who comes to see me speak to is carpe diem, seize the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to, you know, be Steve Jobs mm-hmm. to come up with this incredible iPhone-like, you know, device in your company. Mm-hmm. You really just need to talk about what can we do administratively, which is one, by the way, one of the most impactful on the bottom line adoptions of innovation. Really? Yeah, according to a study done in Taiwan. And uh-huh. Taiwanese people, as you know, are very conservative. So what that shows you right now is that already if we can apply generative AI to invoicing, apply generative AI to RFPs, mm-hmm. any of these back of the house type things that you don't normally associate with innovation, mm-hmm. it would already have a huge impact on the market. Mm. So you don't have to go out and say, hey, you know, let's get chat GPG on our server and let's start doing the more incredible things. I think you can start piecemeal and biting it off that way. And that way you don't get the organizational resistance, which always exists yeah. against doing things that, you know, the top C-suite is going to be Oh, that's going to infringe on our <laughs> revenues. You know what they're like. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, the reptiles, as I call them. You know, yeah. hey, yes. come on. 
here's what we can do. And then I'll give a lot of small microcosmic examples of how to adopt these type of innovations. And really, a lot of them will seem, oh my goodness, that's so boring. Why would I have a huge, big ass fan in my restaurant to blow soap bubbles? This is an example I'm giving you. I'm trying to make you think outside the box. And I'm trying to make you think about the consumer of the experience. And it's becoming more so. And for tribal casinos, 524 of them, generating massive amounts of money, more than Las Vegas and Macau put together. Yet, I don't see Wall Street talking about this. And I'm kind of frankly amazed that this is this case because what that tells me is you're flying low on the radar. You're not attracting the attention. But now they are going to attract the attention, right? First, you've got the Mohegan Casino and Virgin Hotels in Las Vegas. Then you get Palms Casino, the first resort and casino. And now we're going to get the Mirage turned into the Hard Rock. Making waves. They're making huge waves. And that's the first one on the strip, standing shoulder to shoulder with the Venetian and MGM and Wynn. That is when everyone's eyes will open. And also, that's the opportunity that I believe tribal casinos need to seize to, so that they can get to be classified with the innovation pesos. Because that's what's going to take. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you open up in Wasaki, Connecticut, you know, you don't have to worry too much about standing out. You're going to stand out by yourself. But yep. when you're on the strip, you're going to have to apply those same principles of innovation that most of your brethren, you know. So, again, how do you do it? Basically, just do it. Step out on the other side of the bed tomorrow morning. That is already a dramatic change in your life. <laughs> and I love the idea, too, when you're saying about take those small bits, because sometimes you know, like you were saying, people don't like the change. If you've done all these things that you've always done, but maybe small changes. And then as you know, you see that positive change, like, hey, I just did this. But then that really made a really positive. Maybe change isn't so bad. Or maybe exactly. I can do this. Exactly. So starting with small and then small. kind of moving yes. along. Yes. 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 That's a really great, it's a really yes. great concept. Yes. Have you found that there is a way like for people to develop mindsets that enable them to spot into find these opportunities or is there, is it ingrained is it something that you can learn what have you found well as a adjunct professor university of san francisco i teach how to be more innovative yeah. now people say hey can you teach that yes you can really because all it is is okay look at this case study look at what they did look at how they implemented innovation how do you build a culture of innovation at your company starts at the top and it works all its way down of course you know there's going to be a lot of internal resistance because one of the first questions i get when i finish speaking michael how do i get the c-suite to buy off on what you just presented yeah oh, you know and you know yeah. no wait a minute no yeah. change no we don't like change yeah that is unfortunately ingrained in our society you know and that is the biggest thing when you come to innovation, is how do you get people to get off their duff mm -hmm. <laughs> and actually do something? 
very difficult. But, you know, again, what I am, I'm just like, don't, you know, Don Quixote. I'm tilling at the windmills. I am trying to get everyone to, like, buy off on these principles that I believe are fairly intrinsic. Many people have them. You know, the avant-garde set. They are the about 8% of the total population. They are the early adopters, however you want to call them, innovators. Sure. They typically permeate that psyche downstream so that more people, you know, the early majority, for example, sees, oh, they bought an iPhone in 2007. Maybe I should try it. In a world of Blackberries, that was a very bold move. Yeah, you know, sure. I mean, I would have it on my physical keyboard. Click, yes. click, 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 click. Yes. I, I can't handle that, yeah. you know, on the screen. <laughs> so all of these things were dramatic changes that some people adopted. And you need to do the same thing in business. You need to remember that Steve Jobs, iPod, iPhone, were not dramatically innovative by themselves. Sony had a music store in, in 1999. You know, Creative Labs from Singapore had already come up with the MP3 player way, way before iPod, Apple did mm-hmm. with the iPod. But what Steve and Brethren did was to put the best of breed solution, make that iPod the easiest way to buy music, mm-hmm. make sure that it had a what in those days was an amazing five megabyte capacity. <laughs> <laughs> we still have it there. I'm, that fits on my USB thumb drive now. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But yes, that's crazy. So again, see, so you can at your resort say, okay, what should we have? Well, consumers love instant gratification. Yes. Consumers love experiences. Mm-hmm. That's the time compression trend, Uber trend. And that is the generation ecstasy Uber trend. It's about the experience. It's about Unwired is another Uber trend, which is everything needs to go wireless. Right, yeah. And and that brings with them feeling freedom. I can have wires. I also may not have relationships. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're really I'm and yes. unfeathered. And that's what we like, right? Yeah. So unwired is one of these trends that also is making consumers more of a, I call them control enthusiasts. Okay. Like the ad says. <laughs> I am spoiled by all the power in my palm, and I've been screen sucking all day. And I want that same experience when I check in. I want to not have to deal with someone because I don't want to talk to anyone. Do it on your own. Yeah, avoid the front desk, you know, all of that. So, again, think about all of these changes in the consumer and then skate to where the puck is going to be. Be ahead of them. Make sure that you have all of these things that they love. And they're all small again. Yeah. But, you know, fit together. It's the optimal consumer experience. And that's what your business is all about. It's all about experiences. Yeah. You know? And giving them the options, too. Yes. Giving them the options. So if I wanted to check in on Delta and do everything in the kiosk, I can. Or if I wanted to go up to the counter, I could. You right, know, right, right. Are gonna be able- of course, that all assumes that your checking computer is working. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And you know what? That's why when I travel now, I get a printed ticket. Yeah. Because, like, what if my phone dies or the thing, you know, the app is down? Or You're whatever. so old school, <laughs> Michelle. You know why? Because printed tra- ticket. I know. You know why? What I show know. is this? <laughs> this is fun.
<laughs> no, I travel with Mike Day all uh -huh, like for uh -huh. work, and he started. I'm like, how do you think you took it? And he's like, technology. Yes, like, yes, yes. Your, yes. your battery dies, you're screwed, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Too much. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. That's great. Balance, finding balance between constantly searching and for different ideas to, you know, skirt around or to adjust to the disruption that you're experiencing in needing stability and consistency for your organization like a leader has to kind of balance between the two you think you know is that that's a big part of what they need to learn to do the balance is unfortunately part of what i just spoke about which is right. you know we don't like change we resist it we're afraid of it we don't want anything that you know i always say look if if, if you don't seize the opportunity right now carpe diem your lunch will be eaten. You know, someone will eat your baby, so to speak. Right. This is unfortunately the lives we live in. Time compression is the acceleration of life. Mm -hmm. Everything is going faster these days. Mm -hmm. And if you take this revolution of generative AI that we have today and then match it with the venture capital community and the internet, which is moving ideas at 324,000 yeah. kilometers per second around the world, yeah. what happens? Well, I cite a study from McKinsey that they did in the midst of the pandemic where they talked about the fact that fast organizations lead all others consistently when it comes to profit and growth. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately that makes it kind of difficult to achieve that balance that we want because balance is okay i'm going to be very cosmic about this right i'm going to let it wash over me mm -hmm. i will go to yoga class and <laughs> <laughs> yes, you yes, know and, yep. and and then i will absorb it all in due time unfortunately the world we live in doesn't allow us that luxury so we're going to have to find balance in a different way Mm -hmm. And perhaps it is by taking yoga, right. or perhaps it is by offering your guests yoga, mm -hmm. because that has proven to be one of these things that brings a balance to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't want to be a naysayer. You know, there are so many approaches. And again, success is really contingent upon perfect execution. You have to have the salespeople, you have to have the computer technology, you have to have generative AI, which by the way, might bring that balance you're seeking. Because remember, you just asked the question, how do I pursue the right opportunity when there's so many things beckoning at me? Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that generative AI is really, really, really good at is articulating based on all your corporate documents. Right and also organizing and summarizing it all because that is the hardest part, right? We're all like, oh, I have notes here. I have notes there. Yeah. I have notes online. How do I how do I manage it all? Well, Google is coming out with an AI-assisted notes manager and yeah. I, for one, I am totally all over it yeah. because that will allow me. I have 18,000 notes ever. I have probably another million on my computer. Mm -hmm. For me to be able to make sense of all this data is a problem that again i highlight tomorrow mm -hmm. which is what most organizations are you know having a hard time generating usable insights from all the information they are collecting because mm -hmm. there's too much of it 
Yeah. Yeah. So again, I'm looking forward that to seeing apps that are now coming out at a rate of about 600 a month and we'll have 10,000 generative AI apps within a year. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> within That's a intense. year. That's and, and I just want you to know the digital marketing industry has been around since 1996, mm -hmm. right? When the first ad banner showed up on Wired, it has 10,000 now, hmm. almost 28 years later. Mm -hmm. So wow. in one year, it's going to be insane. Mm -hmm. So, and, and of course, everybody and their brother is going to claim they have generative AI, and we know sure. most of them are lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh. You know, it's funny. Like, I actually use ChatGPT to craft some of these questions. Of course. I mean, yeah. it's it's fantastic, and mm -hmm. I can't see why you wouldn't use it. It's yeah. just, you know, how you write. In fact, I will do a little survey tomorrow. I'm going to mm -hmm. ask the attendees, are you using Chat? We'll see what how many of them do. Yeah, uh, that would be interesting. In the United States, it's eighteen percent net. About twenty-four percent of the people who know about ChatGPT use it, and of course, that usage is highly concentrated within the young set under thirty. Mm -hmm. Predictable. Yeah, but it's something that we're going to have to change because we know how management is not under thirty in general. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so yeah. and it's going to take some time because, you know, yeah. it's kind of foreign. Yeah. But the benefits are stacked. Yeah. You know, and by the way, we're just touching the top of the iceberg right now. Hmm. There's, you know, text processing and image processing. Well, that cuts out half of the market. They don't do image processing, <laughs> but they do text. text. Yeah. But there's a lot of vertical applications that are coming down the pike that hmm. are doing narrow casting, if you will, hmm. of, of solutions in using generative AI. You know, your perfect one is research. When I need to do research, I don't need to have you write me a story. I want you to summarize a whole bunch of websites or, you know, have me create a PDF repository of my company documents. All of these things right now, they're there, but, you know, they're still very rough diamonds. Right. But, you know, hopefully... They'll be better soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you are a professor at the University of San Francisco. Do your students do they use you know all these AI functions to craft an entire paper on something? And how do you how do you prevent that from happening? I would know? I would highly encourage them to use it. Okay. You know, finding it is a waste of your time. Mm -hmm. Again, remember this is Darwinian. Okay. Survival of the fittest. Mm -hmm. So when you ask me how in my class they're, are they using it, you have the same kind of what we in research call quintile analysis. We divide the population into five equal size elements, which is about 20% quintile. And the early adopters, early majority are, like I said, under 20. Sure. You know, yeah. 15, 16, yeah. 18, whatever. And then you've got the laggards who I call the legally dead on the other side of the spectrum because they don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. oh my God. And in class, it's exactly the same. You have okay. people like whether they were Korean or they were Portuguese, they would I teach many languages. Okay. So I had Hyundai, for example, a couple okay. of weeks ago. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, and they were 
because it's an innovative organization. And you can read, even though they, they're very bad at speaking English, you can tell that they, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we've done this, and I use that. In Korea, we do this. You can tell, oh, we're, we're, we're talking early adopters. Okay. So it's, again, how is the organization structured? Mm -hmm. Are you really, is your psyche permeating down the ranks? This is what the tribal casinos have to do, too. They're going to have to think and make sure that everyone remembers this. We are all in sales, mm -hmm. and we're all in innovation. <laughs> and all of us are tilling. Okay, we're going to try to. You know, make the soil more fertile for breakthrough ideas. In order to do that, I have to permeate our psyche across the spectrum. So, yeah, to answer the question, I know it was verbose, but, you know, you see an agility of a certain part of the population that you see others resisting change. Yeah. You know, the Italians were the worst. Italy has banned chat GPT. Okay. This happened right as my class was happening or right after. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you uh, the reason being it, it was in, in, in the class. You could tell. Okay. You know, I you could knew tell they were doing the it. Itali yeah. Well, the Italians were far less friendly, far less open towards, you know, let me give you how granular I got. I gave them a company in Sicily. It does a parsing of your in, your English to tell you if your English is correct. Oh, okay. okay. It's called oh. Ludwig. I thought every Italian would know this, right? An, a homebred product that yeah. helps you write better English. Everyone should be using it. No one knew, right? And then when I told them, okay, here's the, I gave them a whole org chart. The, the CFO, the CEO, the CMO, I said, here are the people you need to send your resume to. Mm -hmm. Not even thanks. Oh <laughs> and I'm like, wow. I'm, I'm spooning your next job. Right. Come on, give yeah. me a ladling it up for you. Right. Oh <laughs> but anyway, it's the different insight. Mm -hmm. Just the way the country is. Mm -hmm. and, and when you talk with Portuguese, oh, they're so far. They're, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. And that's that's the way it goes. You know, it's yeah. part, part of the culture, and that's why I say you can bring innovation culture to your organization mm -hmm. because all you need to do is make people like that mm -hmm. be much more open to new ideas and be willing to send a resume to a company in mm -hmm. Palermo mm -hmm. and say, "Hey, Michael Chong just spoke about you. I haven't heard a single word from anyone, mm -hmm. and I find that to be interesting because." They have a 22% unemployment rate for young people, even university grads. Oh, interesting. Isn't that wild? That is. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, my gosh. As you can see, I'm a fountain of useless information. <laughs> I love it. You're exactly who we're looking for on this podcast. <laughs> Michael, this has been great information. I love chatting with you, and I'm really excited to attend your session tomorrow. Oh, right. Are you going to attend? I think so. I'm going to, well, I have to man our little booth here, but I'm going to pop in and out. And I, I think I'm going to. Please don't bring any rotten eggs, okay? No. <laughs> Maybe I'll bring some just fresh eggs. But me. if you have to throw anything, make it confetti. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a confetti can. <laughs> yeah, indeed. That, that would be okay. great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now, you've been to Tribal Net before. Right. Yes. This is my third time. Okay. 
16, 19, and 23. All right. Awesome. You guys are a glutton for punishment. It was a pleasure for having me. Thank you for all the great questions. For more information on today's podcast, just click on the show notes. If you have a story to share or a topic you'd like to see us cover, reach out to our team on LinkedIn or via email at contactus at tribalhub.com. See you soon.